Big CY, Corporate Greg, Mason Ireland, Friday before Santa Day. That's sort of like calling Thanksgiving Turkey Day. Um, we were discussing various Christmas uh, gifts, habits, maybe not traditions, but Jackson different Fies things. Christmas songs. By the way, Christmas being on a like a Monday sucks. Is is a very interesting time. I'm Why? big on what days of the week holidays are best on, and this one is a weird one because you don't get any. You don't get any leeway on either side. You know what I'm saying? You get mm -hmm, Christmas mm -hmm. is Monday. Therefore, you're pretty much working up until Friday. Hi, guys. Okay. Hi, bosses. You're working up until Friday. Monday. <laughs> then you get just that week. And then the next week, you're back on, buddy. Yeah, There's Tuesday. no like sort of three weeks are all kind of jammed up because nobody's really doing anything. It's like, bang. It's right in the middle. You better get your behind back to work on January 3rd or else you're slacking. Yeah. Well, it's actually January 2nd. Second, whatever it is. Yeah, Tuesday is the second. So, yeah, everyone's back except for May, uh, for Sedano and Cap. They're not going to be back. So For a minute. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, not for – well, Sedano's back for the rest of the week after that. Oh. Not Kaplan. Kaplan's off for the entire week. Well, my dad came to visit me, so he had to deal with an airport situation when he was traveling, and he made it through, which was fantastic. I happen to live close to the airport, so that was easy. But, Lada, you told me an incredible story, which was incredible <laughs> for two reasons. Number one. And maybe this is just me as somebody that has only lived here for three years. Getting rides to and from the airport is not exactly something that people are really willing to do or offer for friends. It's not within the accepted social code of even like an Asking. expectation among friends. Not only did you give Emma a ride to the airport, Laura, but please tell the people when you did it. So... Backstory really quick. M obviously is not from LA. She's not a you know, she, she lives in the East her she's family going lives, home. Yeah. she's going home. So Virginia. Virginia, yes. Yeah. So she was mentioning how, you know, she had to get an Uber and all this stuff. And I was like, Well, when's your flight? She goes, Five in the morning. And I was Ooh. like, Ooh. Okay. I could see why that's gonna be an issue. There's not a lot of Ubers around at that time. <laughs> right. And I said, Okay, well, you know what? Keep me posted. Depending what day do you leave? She said Friday. I said, oh, I might be able to take you to the airport. What time are you trying to go? I was thinking like four because I'm a late like get to the airport person. Sure. I got global entry, whatever. So I was thinking like four. She's like, oh, I want to be there like maybe 3.30. And I was like, oh, okay, well, keep smart. me posted. That's very smart by her, by the way. Extremely I know, smart. I know. You know, Some of the biggest traffic jams I've ever seen at LAX were pre-dawn, midweek, where at like six in the morning, that place is Oh, yeah, and six is And around disgusting. the holidays? Like, come yeah. on now. Yeah. Get so there she, early. So she said early. I was like, okay, just keep me posted, yada, yada, yada. This was early in the week. And then yesterday I was like, hey, I can take you. Let me know what time you want me to be at your place. We don't live far from each other. You know, she lives in yeah. around here in the LA area. I, I also live here. So it wasn't like a far drive for me, but I had to be there at 3. I got there at 2.55. Around to her place. Early. I got there early. Uh, took her. We had an interesting conversation about the Rams, um, <laughs> and and you know it. I don't know. For me, I don't. I don't find it like incredibly nice. But like I was telling Greg, I have friend. I live here, right? I right. live here. I grew up here. I've had friends for over twenty years, and I know that if I need to go to the airport at a random ass. Ooh, I can say that right. Random time, <laughs> yeah. you know. You just said I did. So a random time, they're gonna they're gonna be like. Ugh. Okay. You know, they're going to do it. Right. But her being from Virginia, and I'm not saying she doesn't have friends here. Don't. That's not what I'm trying to say, people. But it's also a work day. You know, that's I'm true. lucky enough that I can get to work 
a little later. So I was able to I was able to pull through, and I was like, I'm gonna take you. That is you. that is admirable on a level that I must applaud. Radio clap for that. Greg, when, who was the last person that you were not related to, or perhaps once had been related to in some way or another? That you just took to the airport because they asked you, or vice versa. So probably never. Um, <laughs> really? I, I mean, look, if you ask me to take you to the airport, I'll take you to the airport. But there's just it doesn't happen. Yeah, people don't like, ask. People, she didn't ask, asked. by the way. She did not ask. I offered. I find that fascinating. Like uh, LAX, um, it's it's is it a busy airport? Of course. Yeah. Is it one of the busiest airports in America? Absolutely. But it's something really funny to me about the culture here where people are like, uh, an airport ride? Are you insane? Why would you even ask me for that if you were not, you know, let's just say betrothed to me or otherwise? That is hilarious to me. You know, when I fly a lot, obviously, for work. And so when I was choosing a place to live, being on this side close to the airport was a major part of my decision because I knew that exact thing. So I, I actually really like LAX. LAX is ameliorated by a factor of 10 if you don't have to travel more than 20 minutes to get there. You know what I'm saying? I'm five, 10 minutes away from that joint. So it is a quick popover, and I actually I genuinely mean, enjoyed the experience. Yeah, no, they're, they're really building it up. Like, it's, it's actually becoming a very nice place. They're doing a lot of good Can things I, there. Like, listen, as someone who has traveled, not as much as Clint, because I know Clint does it for work, yeah. but oh, yeah. I, I did travel a lot pre-pandemic, and my mom was like, she's older, so she wasn't with it. But if you know your way around the airport, you know how to get in and out. Like, yes. I knew where she was going, and it was like, okay, I can drop her off at Terminal 1 because it's southwest, and then literally go all the way to the left and, like, exit out. There's that cutover. It's yeah. a cutover. So if you know that, you're good. But if you don't, it's going to be a little bit difficult. But that's why you look at things ahead of time, people. I almost, I was in, a, I was almost in an action movie basically one time because I told the guy, I was like, look, I'm gonna, be, I'm, I'm running late. I cannot miss this flight, my man. You have carte blanche to step on it, and we're going to the airport. He was like, my dude, I got just the route, and he ends <laughs> up like swinging around a couple ramps I'd never seen before, and going through a parking lot. I'm pretty sure he wasn't supposed to go to. But he got me to a place on time, so I was mm. happy about that. Was it packed when you were there? It, it wasn't. But, again, it's it's the traffic was flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and they expanded. They're expanding all yeah. of it, so it's getting yeah. easier and easier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't imagine getting on. People always ask me, oh, you're going back to D.C.? I'm like, are you crazy? You think I'm going to get on a plane right now with all these people jamming up the lines? After I've been flying around all semester, or if you want to call it that, and going home to the cold. I love that. Absolutely That's not. The... He's in school. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> Cannot deal with it. Can't work with him. Can't win with him. Can't okay. do it. So we've been talking about uh, the Dodgers and where things are going now with this team. And we're going to dive into this a little bit more after the break. But I, wanna, I just want to reset this with you, Greg, quickly. Otani signs, Glasnow signs, Yamamoto signs. Over, I mean, a billion, excuse me, traded and then re-signed, or rather extended. Mm -hmm. And then Yamamoto signs. Never mind the posting fee, which is also a crazy amount of money. I mean, a billion mil. dollars is a billion dollars, Greg. How realistic is it that anybody can live up to that contract in actual baseball terms, in your opinion? So there is actual baseball terms, and you should be very well aware of it. The Washington Nationals gave a billion dollars to three pitchers. They gave it to Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin, and they won a championship. 
So Strauss got the money after, but go ahead. But yeah, but it was it, it came. They were paying a billion dollars yes. to three to three players, so that it was all there. So it can still happen here with the Dodgers having all three of those guys, and also I think there was the Rangers just gave like seven hundred million to three guys in Trevor Simeon, um, Jacob Degrom, and Corey Seager. So there's money is being thrown out all over the place right now, and it's not just the Dodgers doing this. It it looks so much bigger because Shohei Otani got seven hundred million dollars, which is just bananas. It's such a big contract, but he kind of deserves it because when it when and if he starts pitching again. It makes sense, and what, how much he brings outside of all of that, how, the, the amount of revenue they're going to get from ticket sales and for jersey sales and to get into the place and the food sales, all of it, it's going to pay for itself and with the Japanese market at the same time. So there's, it's all of it's going to work out. I think it's, this can actually work, and, that's in, and using your baseball terms, the Nationals and the Rangers both did it. The Rangers paid that money for two everyday infielders, one of which was a former Dodger. So that's a slightly different move to me. Um, last year, Mets, Yankees, Padres, three highest payrolls in the bigs. The number of those teams that made it to the playoffs rhymes with hero. I mean, I think that it puts a really, really major spotlight on the Dodgers in a way that it's easy for Dodgers fans to act like that spotlight is always there. It's not. Trust me, now it is in a way that I don't think the Dodgers have taken the heel turn that a lot of fans kind of want to embrace as a role. I think there's a lot of people that look at that and say, yo, this better work, you guys, because like, sure, you can justify the money for the sake of making it back. But is this really the best baseball team you can build just because you're paying the most cash? It's an interesting question. So I think that this team already has the infrastructure all the guys that are here for the most part have been here for at least a couple of years and since 2020 for the most part um those other teams were bringing a whole bunch of dudes into a are into and trying to build off of that you brought everybody here they're both uh, shohei yamamoto and glasnow are coming into an already set team that won 100 games so i think it's a little bit different in that sense you're just bit, getting yeah. better a little bit i mean the padres you know listen that that they had a larger structural function that i think was a little different, but the Dodgers are still a team that are a cohesion of parts that many of whom more than usual, at least when they've been successful, have come from other places. So we'll see. Coming up, we are finally going to get to the player who's actually played with Yamamoto and what he has to say about what the Dodgers can expect from the pitcher. I'm Clinton Yates. He's Greg Bergman. This is Mason in Ireland on ESPN 710. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Big CY, Corporate Greg, Mason in Ireland, Christmas Friday. Going to read some tweets here from the Mafia mailman. Matt says, if that movie's not called Luda Christmas, I don't want no part of it. That is a great tweet. That should have been what it was Brian Ojeda says, the Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus is low-key underrated. I recommend it. Luda Christmas is a movie I would watch right now, tomorrow, and the next day for the rest of my life, every Christmas. Even, I don't care what it's about. You can just make a movie called Luda Christmas, and I'd be into it. You'd stop watching The Godfather on Christmas Pretty and much. watch this. Yeah, that's something new. I know The Godfather by heart, and I've read the book a million times, so I don't need to see that anymore. I'm just entertaining myself. Luda Christmas, new stuff. All right, so Yamamoto signs. He takes all his money up front, by the way, <laughs> from the Dodgers. He says, no deferrals for me. Thank you very much. And a lot of people sort of feel that he's a bit of a mystery in terms of a pitcher. He's got five to maybe six pitches. People have seen his delivery. He does this kind of look-away deal where he takes his eyes off the target and then comes back to it. Curveball action is tremendous, 12-6 stuff. But most people, for the most part, say, oh, he won the Cy Young Award in Japan the last two, three years or whatever it may be. But they don't really know much about the guy. Well, one guy who played with Yamamoto, well, his name is Adam Jones. Let's hear what he had to say I know him personally. He was my teammate for two years. I was with him and Yoshida. So I first seen both of them. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you guys can ball. Y'all don't want to be here no more. Y'all want to get over to America. What teams are going to get is somebody who was posted. He's made all his starts. He's healthy. He works. He is a tireless worker. Like, I've seen the guy on his days off that he shouldn't even come in. He's out there working. He's flexible, stretches, gets his throwing in. I think he throws a little bit too damn much, but what do I know? My arm don't hurt because I ain't got to do it no more. He has these darts that he throws, and it's pretty impressive how he throws them, and he's throwing them, you know, 100 plus, 200 feet. I think he likes the big spot. I think he likes and wants to win. By him being on the WBC team, the team Oryx Buffaloes back-to-back champions in Japan, he's tasted success in the last two, three years. And even my last year in 21, we lost the finals, but we got there. So the last three years, he's been in the thick of it in a winning situation. I don't think he would like to come over to America and just take the money and go to a losing situation. So I think the teams that have the best chance to win have the best chance to landing him. Okay. Love it. That was Adam Jones from a TikTok I found. I believe he was talking on the Foul Territory uh, podcast. What are your thoughts on those comments from uh, former U- Team USA captain and obvious longtime big leaguer Adam Jones? Oh, Adam Jones was was a hell of a player too. But yeah, I I love those comments. Everything that I hear from that it says that he wants to win. He's trying to win. That he's tireless. That he kind of goes out has maybe a little bit of a Kershaw esque thing where he has a, a routine that he w- sticks to. I think that was all extremely positive. If anything, that made me more excited that Yamamoto's coming. What are, uh-huh. what are you talking about? Good. I'm glad you like that. I mean, the reason why I said that I think Yamamoto is actually sort of right now the more important signing to this team is exactly that reason. One thing AJ said there was he posts. For those that don't know what that means in baseball terms, it means this dude plays when he's scheduled to play, which is important for a team that has had so much turnover as far as arms are concerned with the pitching staff, Greg. 
stability at this phase is as important as anything else because last season it was always kind of a convenient excuse as to why one thing wasn't going right or one thing was but ultimately the pitching staff proved to be the most volatile and it created a real issue with them. Yamamoto being a sturdy player is as important to me as him being one that blows everybody away. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very helpful, especially when you're bringing in Tyler Glasnow, who has been hurt a lot. He's, he's, yep. he's only pitched more than 100 innings twice in his career, and I don't think more than 122 in his entire career. So having somebody like that would be very, very nice. Also, last year, it was, it was tough. Dustin May could have been a Cy Young candidate if he stayed healthy. He did not stay healthy and has to have a second Tommy John. Tony Gonsolin, another Tommy John. We don't want to talk about Julio Rios, but that took it all away. Clayton Kershaw became your number one starter when he was supposed to be a three, four, or five starter this last year. So, yes, having somebody like Yamamoto that can come in and be consistent and pitch every single time he's supposed to, I'm all in. I also love the idea that he's not camera shy and not because of any sort of juxtaposition against Otani or any sort of preference for me. I just I do think there is something to be said for personality on this team Mookie's obviously got a lot of personality Freddie obviously has a lot of personality too they had their bits going all last year but in terms of bringing new people to the squad you know one of the things about Shohei that is obviously a big part of his personality is his secrecy and his shyness and his privacy as people call it and you know I, I respect that but somebody who wants to embrace the fact that oh yeah I'm the big dog. I'm coming over, and I want people to know that I'm the one who's going to turn something around from from the mound, and I'm the one who wants the ball in a big situation. I think there's a lot of value of that. I think there's a lot of value for that in Los Angeles specifically, and I do think that there is something to that that is as attractive, if not more, than everybody likes you anyway, so you hide as opposed to, yeah, I'm the guy. What do you want to know? Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, see, always give me the guy that wants the ball. Absolutely. every In every sport, you want the guy that's going to want the ball when it's when it matters. I think Shohei, yes, his secrecy is a, a real thing, but he's a guy that he proves it on the field day in, day out, so I, you kind of give him a pass. If it's a guy like Mike Trout who doesn't really – who doesn't he doesn't show you that he likes the moment as much, but he, he can be a good player, I think that's kind of the hiding that you're talking about. And that's not the type of guy that I think L.A. wants or needs. Yamamoto seems to be the opposite of that. Oh, I'm referring to Otani. Don't get it twisted. I do think that Otani's secrecy and guardedness is not exactly a hurdle to his fame, not remotely. But I do think there's an element of that that I don't want to say he could improve his reputation because he's got a stellar one. The guy's my favorite player in the bigs, effectively. But there is something that I think goes wanting. Um, when a guy like that basically has to hold a whole press conference so that people can find out the name of his dog, sidebar. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about that press conference as I was there in a second. But I do think that um, show love to ESPN LA. Great time to be a Dodger supporter. I love LA. Thank you, Adam Odato. But what I'm saying please? is that like there is room for growth when it comes to learning about who – Otani is and I I think that there's a big difference obviously between Anaheim and here when it comes to who that player can be Greg you know what I'm saying like you can't just hide in the shadows if you're the DH for the Dodgers that's just not an option the same way whether or not it suits his personality as much Otani that is we're yet to see. So I think that you can tell that maybe that might have changed. And I, I agree with you in, to a certain extent. But 
last night shows me that he might not actually be that guy. That he went to the Rams game at a huge Rams game on a Thursday night and was walking around on the field. He went into the locker room after the game to talk to Matthew Stafford, talk to Coach Sean McVay, talk to a whole bunch of people, and do social media with the Rams during that whole time. I think some of our guys got a bunch of social, social media with him as well. But at the same time, He's going out there and he's showing what he, that he's look. I'm here. I'm the face. I'm going to be out here. So I think the, all the things you're talking about may be going away if that's in any indication. So and also real fast shout out, shout out to the Rams social media team for what they're doing there because they also had a Yamamoto jersey even though before yep. he signed. Pretty cool. Nice. Are you buying this, Lara? That all of a sudden Shohei Otani is a social butterfly because he showed up at a Rams game? Okay, so here's <laughs> here's my thought. I initially I was starting. Like, <laughs> I initially thought he might not adjust to the LA lights. Yeah. But what if he was like that because of where he was? Yep. Like the Angels, like they're they're. N- Listen, I know we have Angel fans out there, but it's it's just they're. Yeah. They all hate me anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's a trash organization from the, the, oh, like you wow. know what I'm Let's saying go. from. I, I mean, no, I'm serious. From the ownership, all, like through you know, there, there's a lot there that we can unpack, but. Maybe that's why, because he's like, I'm not even proud to really be here, quote unquote, maybe when he started, but then as his career went, like, we're not going anywhere. So why am I going to be out here showing out? But now you're with an organization that is loved. People love the Dodgers. People to your to you, both of you guys, you guys talk about how loyal the fans are and what we're willing to do. So now he's like, yo, let's go. And the fact that the Rams showed him love, like, I love that. And I love that he was open to do that because it contradicts everything that we've seen him in, as an angel. So I love it. Your okay. environment matters, Clinton, and I think yep. you would agree with that. That that yeah. environment is not conducive to being somebody, especially when the other star on that there is not that way. He's mm-hmm. not out in the public. He's not mm-hmm. doing a lot of things. He's very, very quiet. Where that's not the case here in LA with the Dodgers. So I think he knew what he was getting into when he got here, and he's starting Embracing to show it, it and em- embrace it. Yes, yeah. exactly. He pulled that like jersey open move, like he was Superman. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's dude. Cooking. He looked good. Come on, like, you love Puka it. Nikula's you love jersey, it, bro. Like what are we? He oh, looked good. You're going with the Puka, Puka, by the way, has to throw out the first pitch of the first Dodgers game this year, right? Home game, right? I mean, sure. Why not? I, why not? I mean, that has to happen. Like why? that dude is a seventeen. Yes, that and the guy ends up being a rookie of the year. Like, I mean, this is a no-brainer to me. That would seem to be an That's obvious a good move. Oh, it would be it's a perfect move, and especially if they do something. Puka Nakua has been fantastic. We can get into that yeah. in just a little bit, but the fact of the matter is that dude has been on fire from the beginning of the season and hasn't slowed down. What do we got next, Lada? We're going to talk more Rams and Puka, apparently. Right. So I'm more Rams, okay. All right, we're flying a little bit blind here. I figured, you know, I'd ask because you guys are there in the studio, and I'm here at home enjoying my lovely scented candles. I'm Clinton Yates. He's Greg Bergman. It's Mason in Ireland on ESPN 710. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. If nothing else on this Friday, you have gotten a delightful playlist. Hey, we're delightful, too. It has been very nice. I was like, we are delightful, too. I I specifically sent her a playlist before the show. I was like, play songs from this, please. So that worked out. Big CY, Corporate Greg, Clinton Yates, Greg Bergman, Mason in Ireland here on a Friday. Laura, you mentioned that when you gave Em a ride to the airport that you had a conversation about the Rams. Yes. We discussed Puka Nakua a little bit last segment. What was the conversation you all had? Emily, obviously a part of our Rams coverage team week in and week out here at ESPN 710. So Em knows that I'm a Rams fan and she's a Steelers fan, but she says working with a team has really gotten her to have a soft spot for them. And, of course, she wants them to win. Of course. And one thing that she mentioned from last night's game was – the crowd. She was, I actually saw a lot of Rams fans in those seats, which is, you know, we get criticized a lot for. People are like, oh, you guys, your house is always being taken over X, Y, Z. And she goes, this is one of the games. She goes, yeah, it was the Saints. I get it. But it was nice to see people in those seats wearing the jersey, representing L.A. And they were loud. And it was, uh, yes, again, it was an important game. But it was also cold. It was also raining. Yep. And the fact that people showed up and showed out, like, she's like, that's dope to see. You know? So I really like that because we get a lot of heat, especially me being a new Rams fan. Right. And I'm like, listen, it's a whole situation, and I've talked about it, but it was dope to hear that. And for somebody who's not, quote, unquote, a fan, to acknowledge that. So I really like that. So, so I, go ahead. I Go ahead, Greg. My bad. No, no, I was going to say, as someone that's from L.A. and has been in this my entire life when it comes to the for the football teams, they're doing a very good job of what they need to do to get fans, the yep. Rams are. Agreed. So it's always, it's for the most part, it, even though they're not here and they're in Vegas, it's the Raiders have are just built within this community yeah. for the most part. They're embedded But here. they're doing the right things. They're getting younger fans that are going to grow mm-hmm. up to be, to mm-hmm. be that mm-hmm. point. So it's and having these like going into the Super Bowl twice already in the in Sean McVay's career is is a good thing. Making it to the playoffs over and over again and only having that one losing season that helps you move forward. And so eventually, more and more people are going to start be realizing, okay, we can go see our team every single week if mm-hmm. we become Rams fans. So it is starting to grow. Saying that, still a Raiders town. Will always be a Raiders. I town. get that, but there's going to be people that they're different conferences, yeah. so you yeah. can like both. I think, you know, it's interesting because what does Mace call it? The Ramley? The Ramley. Um, Whose house? Ram's, Ram's house. Rams house. Et cetera, et cetera. 
I, I do think there's an interesting discussion. I mean, sure, it'll always be a Raiders town, but I that's that's an ongoing discussion here in LA that has multiple two sport sort of situations within the area. I, I don't know that any one team is competing. I mean, they're competing on the field, but I think you're right, Greg. Like Rams fans aren't the Rams rather. And to some extent, the Chargers, like they're not trying to poach other fans. No, they're trying to grow fans from what is available in the population. And that's Mm -hmm. that's always the smarter way to go. This is something that, you know, uh, I think a lot of people sort of don't understand when it comes to what some of these teams are trying to do. They're not trying to steal anybody or be the team in town. They're just trying to grow to viability, um, you know, as best they can. So that's that's. That's good to hear, I would say, you know, just from an experience standpoint. Now, I was watching the game on mute, I will admit, so I did not necessarily hear the effects um, of said crowd, but that that strikes me as a good thing overall, Greg, that yeah. the Rams are actually pulling people. Yes, it absolutely does. And there are, another thing they're doing, my daughter's 12 years old and goes mm-hmm. to goes to school in middle school in, you know, Westlake, Thousand Oaks-ish area. They bring – rampage to there they bring a player to the schools at the the middle schools elementary schools so they're building that fan base from from the ground up it's a smart thing to do and it's going to grow as as years go on mm-hmm. they're doing it the absolute correct way one thing i want to get to for you real fast clinton is yeah multiple people on twitter are saying Hideo Nomo should be throwing out the first pitch I love on that opening idea. day. And I am with you. I love that idea. Okay. I mean, That's, that seems a little on the nose, but sure. Well, I mean, it's a Dodger pitcher from Japan that had a, a great, great career here. It was a part of it, was a rookie of the year, was a fantastic part of it. They didn't win much, but he had, um, he got no hitters in Coors Field, <laughs> mind you. So I, I think he's a, a big part of this culture, this a big part of the Dodgers' history. Too. Is he? I mean, this is an honest question because I have not seen a day or no more at the ballpark one time since I moved here. I'm just asking, like, what his relationship is with the team. So I don't know exactly what the relationship with the team is, but he was a big part of my childhood. Like, no, 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 just, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his relationship with the team I, right now. I can't. I can't. That's what I'm referring to. I can't yeah. answer that. But okay, I'm a, that's why I brought it up. I think it's I was a cultural like, thing, though, right? Like, what he obviously ties into. Because Greg and I were talking about it during the break, and I was like, "Yo, that's a good. It is a good one. idea. No, yeah. absolutely. I, I do think it's a good idea. I think." I, the only reason I say it's a little on the nose is because, well, it is. Well, because he's Japanese. Yeah, I don't. I also don't. I, Hideo Nomo, to me, I mean, I guess I do primarily identify him as a Dodger in my mind. In my mind's eye, I just haven't seen that much of him around the ballpark. That's all. And so I was just wondering how feasible that might be. But that is a good idea. I wonder. The only reason I said Pukunakua is because he had the uh, he had the lucky opportunity to get his jersey worn. By Shohei. I feel like, you know, that, if that's the guy and you show up and you have a big night, it's like, oh, you know what? Y- you you won the luck of the draw. You know, like you see those commercials, Greg, where people go to the grocery store and they're getting ready to buy stuff and like, oh, you're the 100th customer. Boom. All the balloons pop out and you get a free kind of thing. I feel like that's the position Puka Nakua was in because has, just because he happens to have the same number as Shohei. So it'd be a fun bit. Sure. But I mean, he will be throwing out first pitches at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's probably not opening day. What'd you have, Brian? Oh, I just agree with the Hidel Nomo and the whole aspect of him being the you know Japanese Dodger pitcher and the whole culture of it all I think it'd be great yeah okay wow a lot of Hideo Nomo fans there's also something going on here I just got Graham Metzger and our social team just sent this to me apparently I did not know this but an hour ago they put out a poll for you and I it was the Dodgers have sky high expectations after their free agency spending spree Corporate Greg says the Dodgers need to win three championships over a tiny 10 years Clinton Yates says pump the brakes who do you agree with who do you think they agreed with (laughs) 
I have not. Cli- uh, I have, I have no not. Cli- was there a I have poll? not clicked. Yeah, it was a poll. Yeah, we just I found not, out. I have not clicked the poll. What were the answers to the? What were the answers? It says. Of- it says who got it right? Corporate Greg, Big C Y. I have not clicked it yet, so oh. I have no idea what the poll says. Okay, we got to work on our poll questions. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say most people probably agreed with you because people like to believe I'm gonna that vote this team for can do- You're going to vote for yourself. Yeah, sixty-eight percent corporate Greg, thirty-two percent Big C Y. I'm sorry, sir. The the, the votes the are people, in. People have spoken. People have spoken, and it's for me. Um, uh, (laughs) What I'm saying, though, is winning three in 10 years is not out of the question. San Francisco did it. Other teams have done it. Yep, the Red Sox, I I think, did it. It's the first one that you have an issue with. I just don't see that really. Look, getting into a situation where we're visualizing three is just a lot for me. When you can't get past the Snakes or the Padres in the last two years, Okay, you've made some changes. Okay, you've upgraded your pitching. If we're getting into multiple trophy talks, uh, that's just there's an element of cart being before the horse there, Berkeley. So, so then, what is your number? Ten years for Shohei Otani. How many championships do they need to win to make it a successful contract? Okay, well, first of all, I don't think that they need to win any further contract so to be zero? successful because of what you said. They're going to make their money back anyway. It's like, not about here's, money. Here's the thing. You've got to pick the. If it's not about money, then why do you keep bringing it up? Like you've got to pick. I didn't bring it up here. You brought it up when you said if it doesn't work past, out, he still pays for himself, and that's why you pay him so much. This my point here is, is this. this: if if you're going to rate success, <laughs> you've got to choose which one you're actually talking about. If you you know like the reason why I don't think that they ever need to need one for him to be successful is because they'll make their money back. I don't actually think it's that big of a deal. Like I don't, they're not going in the poorhouse for signing Otani. They're certainly going to grow their fan base. They're certainly going to be more popular. They're certainly going to make more money. And I'm not saying that because I root for greed. I don't. I just know that that is the reality of the situation. They're not in this, in my opinion, strictly to win more baseball games. That is obvious from the fact I'm giving him this much cash and you don't even know if he's going to pitch. That being said, if you're going to rate it by whether or not they win World Series championships, I would say one. One. You know why? One is successful. Because they won. Okay. Name me the last time they won a World Series. 2020. And the time before that? 1988. Bingo, bango. Okay? The standard is not as high in reality as a lot of people like to act that it is in, I mean, their, in, their, in their minds. So and it's, so like, it's yeah. not about history, though. You can't really go back into history of when Everything they won. the Dodgers talk about is about history, well, no, though, We're Greg. talking about winning championships now with the team that we have now. Every, the expectations are winning now. And it's not about we're – not, we're not laying back on our championships from years past. We're saying we want them now. We don't have enough right now. So okay, but what you want I'm not going by, I'm not going by if they can win because they haven't won in a while. I'm going – they can win because they should have been winning uh, multiple championships in the last <laughs> – 10 years okay they that's what we're going to disagree on but what i'm saying is that i don't think this current makeup of god i mean this current roster okay yeah i'll start with one that that will be successful because that's just what the reality of what baseball is right now never mind for this franchise is what i'm saying like i don't know that there's a world in which you're going to start counting chickens well before they're even out of the daggone hatch never mind you know out of the shell, if you will. Like, I, I just, I don't think that's healthy for the franchise. And I also don't necessarily believe that, how do I explain this? So, so luckily, I don't think it really makes that much sense to really worry that much about it if you're really concerned about growing your growing your game. So luckily for us, we do not work for the Dodgers or are in the front office. We are fans of the Dodgers and we are, you know, fans of the game that we can be excited about things that are not money-based for them. I, we can be excited about the amount of chips that we actually get. And so I can, I can legitimately say I am going to be happy with – I'm not going to be happy if it's less than three. 
because of everything that they're doing. As a fan of this team and been watching them my entire life, I need three championships. We are not one of the a, a, a small market team. We are a big market team. We should be on the same level of, of the Yankees, just like the Lakers and the Celtics are on the same level with their championships. We should be. I don't think the Yankees that. are going to win no three World Series in the next ten years either. But what are you talking no, about? But no, not right now. But they they've done it multiple times and they did it four it's or five months. And the other times before that, the game wasn't were, even integrated. Like what? No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I mean. Three championships. In in 10 years is a major miracle, basically, in Major League Baseball, in, I, I as, agree. as far as I'm concerned. I agree, but that's something that they should be doing. That's I am completely on board with it. And I don't I don't have to worry about what the front office thinks. Because yeah, I, I mean, as I a guess fan, not. I can be – this is what I want. Well, yeah, I just I, – I don't – I don't necessarily know, and I'm being very earnest about this, whether or not that's something that anybody outside of – maybe not anybody outside of fans cares about, but like, like I said – if you're going to, not you, if one is going to tell me, well, the money you sign Otani to doesn't particularly matter because A, he deferred it so they can get other players on the roster, and B, because you're going to make it back anyway, well, that kind of tells me on some level that winning is only part of the equation and not all of it. And, you know, we'll see how the rest of this shakes out in terms of what Friedman can do in the front office, but I'm really, really, really excited to see how determined um, this team is when it comes to the regular season and when it comes to what hopefully ends up being the postseason next year for sure. Absolutely. And I don't care if they win 85 games, but win a chip doesn't matter to me. As long as they get into the playoffs, that's all I care about. But they should win right. 90 to 100. We got game of games coming up next. Is it yes, time? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, it is sir. time coming up. You're going to play DeMarco? Game. Oh, games. Oh, DeMarco's here, too? Yeah, DeMarco's here. Yeah. You guys got to tell me when other yeah. people come. He just, in walked in. he just walked in. I can't That's hear. not I true because I saw him so in talk. the back room yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Don't, don't lie to me. Headphones. So he had, he's okay. talking to me because he can't hear you yeah. because he didn't put his headphones on. He is a oh broadcast market. professional that did not bring headphones into a studio with a guy on a comrade. You didn't have to Thank you, DeMarco. We're a big market. We should be winning championships every year. Can't even get DeMarco some daggone headphones. It's ESPN 710 Mason in Ireland. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right. Gregory, you want to take this away? Sure. Tell us everybody who's in the room sure. and uh, turn it over because I am sitting in my kitchen. Because <laughs> you're in your kitchen. Don't worry about it. And we can see your microwave. So that's it looks like a <laughs> yeah, nice so microwave. You know what time it is. Yes, exactly. So it is Laura's game today. And it it's going to so playing is going to be me, you, CY, DeMarco Farr, and Brian Cohen. All righty. 
So my game is super easy. Are you keeping track, Laura? Uh, Greg, I feel like you're the one that should probably keep score because you know the best way to – you're the most experienced at this. I probably should have thought of that ahead of time. I need a pen. Oh, sort of like I probably should have thought of connecting to the Comrex more than two minutes. It is a different thing. You didn't come on till late. Shut (laughs) You've been holding on to that for the entire show, I know. I honestly just thought of it. As soon as you said I should have thought of this earlier. I feel like he's been hanging on that. No, I wasn't. If you hadn't used the exact same phrasing that you used in that scenario, I <laughs> Never thought twice about That's it. hilarious. It triggered my memory. Oh, see, now DeMarco How are you, man? All right, all right, I'm so. good, man. Long so time. Were you, were you in the stadium yesterday? The building, right on the sideline. So you saw Mr. Otani with your eyeball. I did. It was awesome. Yes. Huge human, right? He Very large human. man. He is a real person. Yes. All right, let's standing get, right there. Let's get awesome. into all of that after Game yeah, of Games. We have plenty of time to talk to DeMarco. <laughs> no, I was stalling <laughs> for you. It's called <laughs> a vamp, kiddos. No, we're, we're all good. We're all good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Right, let's go. Yes. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? There you go. All right. So we've been talking a lot about Christmas because Christmas is on Monday. And I know some of y'all procrastinated and didn't get any gifts and are going to go shopping either tonight or tomorrow. But I have a game, and it's going to be higher or lower. I will give you a gift idea. And I got all of these from goodhousekeeping.com. They put together a list of the 55 most trendy and popular Christmas gifts. They're a little funky. I'm not going to lie. And all the prices that I got are from Amazon because they had different ones, but I wanted to keep it consistent. Yes, Amazon. Amazon. So the first one, a wireless mobile mini color printer. Is the price lower Ooh. or higher than $75? Greg, we'll start with you. That is going to be lower. Okay, DeMarco. A mini mobile printer. Yeah. Um, color. Color printer. Mm-hmm. 75. I'm going to go higher. Okay. Brian? I'm going to go higher on this one, too. And Clinton? I'm going to go higher, too. But honestly, if you'd asked me, I think I would have said 75. So that's the only reason I'm going higher. I'm, okay, okay, okay. Well, only one person got it right because it's lower. Right. It's $70. It's a mini okay. printer. It's a mini player. Okay. Wow. It's a mini printer. Yes. You heard my explanation. I thought 75 was actually a reasonable number. So <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe it's going to get higher. Yeah. But yeah, okay. you're right. The second one, which I don't know who would need this, but hey, to each their own, a rechargeable hand warmer. A rechargeable hand warmer. You don't need to get new ones or shake it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it higher or lower than $20? And we'll go with Clint since you went last. I'm going to say lower because those things are very rarely, very rarely worth more than that. So I wouldn't pay more than that for those (laughs) items. Fair. Uh, Brian? I'm going to go higher on this one. Okay. Greg? I am going higher as well. And DeMarco? Got to be lower. Lower. All right. It is actually $24. Brian, there we go, buddy. I have no concept of the value of a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) took. All right. Rechargeable. You got to think. You got to Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That makes it a difference. Okay. All right. Here's another one. An electric candle lighter. Electric candle lighter. Is it higher or lower than $10? And we'll start with DeMarco first. Got to be lower. Okay. I mean, electric candle lighter. Electric. What are you paying for that? It got to be lower. What is than 10 an bucks. electric candle? Yeah. Lighter? What makes me say okay to ten bucks? Okay. I don't even know what that is. I can. Does it, does it plug in? So it says, <laughs> with the sleek and slim design, this easy-to-use electric candle lighter can be used up to five hundred times on a single charge. If somebody okay. spent more than that, I'd be mad at you. Okay. So it's just a lighter, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
How big is it? Oh, it doesn't look on. that big, higher but it's lower. either higher or lower. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. I'm trying to break it down here. I don't want to get robbed yet again by the Christmas Grinches that are overcharging for everything. Higher or lower than ten dollars? I'll say higher. I say it cost fifteen. There's no okay. haggle. So Demarco said lower. Clint yeah, said, said higher. higher. Brian. I'm gonna go lower on this one too. Okay, and Greg. Yeah, I'm with the other guys. Lower. Absolutely it is lower. seven dollars, yeah, people. Seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Here's another one. Ready? A three-in-one, three-in-one charging station, and it charges your Apple Watch, iPhone, and AirPods. Oh, I've seen that thing. It's okay, actually it's actually pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's right. pretty cool. I didn't see how much it Is costs, it though. higher or lower than $50? And Greg will go first. Let's see. That It's it's a pretty cool thing. It's really cool. I actually want I one. I feel like it's one of those things that doesn't cost very much to make, and they make a ton. I'm going to go lower. Okay. Brian. I'm a Greg on this one. I'm going lower. DeMarco? I'm going to say higher, but not by much. That's yeah, this is another one where, like, yeah. that thing costs 50 bucks to me, so I don't know where to guess. That's I'm going to say thinking. higher just because I'm going to go with DeMarco. All right. It's actually $30. Oh, yeah, bro. $30. Yeah. I feel like that's a steal, and I want it. Also, apologies to everybody whose Alexas are going off in their Google's <laughs> and Instagrams are listening yeah, to all of this. Sorry We're about that. going to start getting a lot more ads. All right. So the score real fast: Greg four, Brian three, Demarco one, Clinton still Zero. yet to scratch. Wow, Clinton, Clinton. I have a lot, so Greg, whenever you want to call it, like we so can. we probably <laughs> only a few more minutes. Let's do. Let's give Clinton a chance and go four more. All right. <laughs> I ain't getting no four. All right, more. here I'm we go. We that. gotta we gotta chop it up real quick. All right. Custom neon sign. A custom neon sign. Is it higher or lower than thirty five dollars? Who's first? Uh, Clinton. Got, it's got to be higher. Okay, you said higher. Okay, yes. Clinton said higher. Demarco. Brian? Hi- no. Yeah, it got to be higher. Okay, Greg? I'm going to say lower. DeMarco? I'm going higher. You should have went with Greg. No. Oh, it is a lower. Yeah, five for five. $27. Five. That's called getting skunked for wow. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's no world in which right. I'm coming back. No, no, here's another actually, one. Here's yeah. another one. Let's just do two more. All right. <laughs> Light saber chopsticks. Light, Light saber, chopsticks. saber chopsticks. This is right up your alley, Clinton. Is it higher or lower than seven dollars? This is not fair. Ooh, than seven dollars. Then seven dollars. Okay, but Demarco will go up my alley. They're well, in my drawer. As oh, you <laughs> oh wow! Okay, Alexi. All you right. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go first on this one, and okay. I will say that they are higher. Okay. And uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, to, see, to me, they're worth more than that, but so I would have to say higher. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's the same thing I'm saying. They're worth more than that to me, so I'll say higher. They were a gift. And I think Brian. this is higher, yeah. You guys are all right. Clint's yeah, on the board. He's on the board. He's on the board. He's strong. By $13. The way, $13. Quick shout out. If any of you all are interested in holiday content, I do a Star Wars podcast for ESPN. Nice. Never Tell Me the Odds with our friends Arna Okal and Ryan McGee. And we have a special holiday episode based on the Star Wars holiday. So Never check tell that me out. The we odds. can call I it. Love, it's it's over. I, I win. Go see <laughs> Greg, six. Brian, four. DeMarco, oh, two. Yeah, he Clinton, won. one. Yes. I got two chopsticks, though. You so know what things cost, Greg. I, I'm I'm very thrifty. Clearly. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's. Oh, first of all, by the way, everyone loves a, a game of games. Brought to you by J- called Jacob. Everyone yeah. loves a fighter, but in this town, winning matters, especially after an accident. So remember, anyone can fight, but Jacob is here for you when you need a big win. After an accident, go to calljacob.com or call eight four four twenty four Jacob. Let's go to Super Crosstalk. <laughs> Lot going there, on in the studio. Where's Gregory? Love Boat? Oh, where's I'm Love Boat? 
quite Wait. a few humans. Love Boat, where are you at, Cappy? No, no, Love Boat doesn't say Love Boat until he hears. And by the way, Chris Morales has just walked into the studio. He is in a full Santa outfit. So love it. this made I me love think it. of something to tie these two things together. I was in San Diego with my father this weekend, and we saw a Christmas-themed pooch parade right downtown in the gas lamp. And many dog owners were also dressed in costumes, a la the look Morales has going on now. So there were various humans in outfits for Christmas that had their pets, Scott, also dressed up in outfits for the holidays. And they marched down along, I think it was 6th, 7th Street. It mm-hmm. was hilarious. Um, so this past Wednesday night, I had a bunch of friends who, this is like the fifth year in a row, they do a charity uh, Santa pub crawl. Okay. A hundred guys. Santa Con. Yeah, it's like a hundred guys and girls all in Santa costumes. Sure. Bar hopping for a local for the like the local lifeguard. You right. know, whatever it is, Del Mar lifeguards. So I, I'm not into it. I mean, I, I everybody likes to be in a Santa outfit. I don't I sweat like a mofo <laughs> in a Santa outfit, you know? So I went to this one restaurant where I knew they were gonna be along the, the path. Sure. And I said they'll they'll all come to me. Right. And that's exactly what I did. I camped out and then all the Santas came right to me. So I've got my Sunday swagger Christmas shirt on. Okay. If you can for those of you that are watching yeah. on YouTube. But um I, I don't do the Santa costume. Clinton, I like what you got going on today. Yeah, this is my Vans um it's from the Vans pajama collection. Um, you know, typically acquired very bespoke where I get everything from the mall. Um, you know, so it's very comfortable since I'm in my house. But yeah, Scott, I was very impressed by the costumery in South South that day. They had one group that had their dogs dressed up as like the camels and mm-hmm. they were the other wise men. It was insanely creative. I loved it. So By the way, Cappy, I'll, that shirt some pictures. literally looks like a present. Yeah. Like it's you're, awesome, you're wearing right? a present. Yeah. That's great. And I, and I will tell you this. Please do Gregory. not unwrap these gifts while I'm on this camera. Yeah. I want to tell you something right now. <laughs> There will be a costume change along the way. Oh, okay. so well. certainly worthwhile checking out the YouTube portion of today's broadcast. You gonna um, be good with I'll, that, Demarco? Are you are you gonna have costume changes also? No, I, I will not have costume changes. Not in here. No, no, no. no. Demarco, I did. I'll let Morales ask, do it. Yes. What's up, hey, Cy? Uh, what's up, man? I did. I asked. So I asked you before we started playing game of games about Shohei's general presence. Yeah. At SoFi, and no, that was you just question his very existence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was just me killing time. Yeah. But I mean, I hate to ask the trite question here, like. Did your opinion of the Rams change any after the win last night in anything other than a mathematical sense? Do you uh, think this team is any better or worse than you thought going into this I game? think they're hitting their stride. I really do. And it, it, it coincides with Matthew Stafford getting healthier and healthier since the bye. I mean, he's still wearing a bandage on his thumb. Uh, so it's, it's still in the healing process. But the guy's got a world-class whip. When you got a quarterback like that, every Sunday could be easy, depending on who's on the other side. So, no, I'm not shocked at all. Um, we kind of expected it. Um, the game should have uh, – the, the, the final score wasn't indicative of, you know, the, the butt-whooping it was, it was until there was a few yeah. mistakes there. But uh, I think they're headed towards playing pretty good football, and um, – they're going to be a tough out for anybody if they make the playoffs. Okay, quickly. That was me doing my best John Ireland impression, bringing up a bunch of sports stuff and crosstalk. I don't actually care about sports stuff. Oh. I want to get to something different. <laughs> One thing I, I do saw want to know. I a clip real fast, of real Matt fast. Stafford talking to his children, and his daughter said to him, have a good game, Daddy. Please don't get tackled. Ugh. And it was the most adorable thing. 
I've ever seen. And I wanted to ask you, were your kids, al- did you have your kids while you were yeah, in the league? Yeah, yeah, Did they ever say stuff like that to you? What was it like when you saw no, them before? No, I was the other way. Ever- Daddy, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, go hit him. Go get- Daddy, go get him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was different. But yeah, that was cute, man. That broke my heart, too. That's awesome. That was a nice one. I'm glad one. this guy's that. getting this due. For yeah. guys like Greg, I know you well, hate I, like I know you hate on Stafford. Stafford, you, I don't hate you've on You've always hated on Stafford. I Everybody hated on Stafford, hates on Stafford last year when he was injured, and I thought he was going to get injured again this year. See? And now he's healthy. He's healthy. I'm glad he's getting this dude. The guy, the guy is he's awesome. He really is. He's yeah, a just because he went to high school with Clayton Kershaw doesn't mean he's going to get hurt every year. <laughs> I, uh, oh. She's always taking shot at the Dodgers. Oh. I'm not taking a shot. By the way, I'd like to give tribute to Clinton Yates. That was brilliant. <laughs> Thank and I love that. <laughs> that was wonderful. I appreciate that morale. That, that was, was wonderful. Quality zing. That was beautiful. Last thing I'm going to say. We wish Clayton still had that kind of zing his arm (laughs) i am actively rooting for the lions to play the rams in the playoffs because that would be one of the best who does stafford root for kelly stafford does she have to make combo jerseys for all her kids (laughs) wow that are half lions half rams wouldn't you love that though if the rams had to go back to detroit it's perfect wouldn't that be great god that'd be oh i would love it i would love it i mean the the obvious storyline about you know jared goff but then you know having stafford go home and by the way all the experience on the side of the rams but all the like, um, you know, sort of the the momentum on the side of the Lions, it, it could be amazing. By the way, I wouldn't, I would not count the Rams out in that game at all. No, because I'll tell you something right now: as they as they've gotten themselves to this number six spot, and they've gotten themselves to eight and seven after San Francisco, Philly, Dallas. I mean, I don't it's know that the open. Rams are not right there at yeah. number four or five. It's definitely what. <laughs> Oh boy, I mean, this comes. Here see, come. you hate on me. You think I no, hate? No, no, no. Yeah. I actually think he's right. That's different. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that at four seventeen. <laughs> the only thing I want to know, Demarco, is what? was did you see Yamamoto at SoFi yesterday? I did it's, not it's, it's been Yam- up and down. I did not see Yamamoto. No. Okay, I, you saw I Otani. Def- I definitely saw him. Yeah, that was. Okay. That was there was cool. reports he was and reports he wasn't. So I didn't know if you saw him. Well, even if he did see him, would he know him? Would I know Otani? No. No, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Do you have any idea what Yamamoto looks like uh, when he's not wearing a baseball? No. Uniform? Not in, like I'd have to study the face again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't think familiar. most people do. Not no, I'd have to go to Google and go to images. Yeah. Greg seems to think that yesterday was Otani's big star turn. Him and Lauda think that all of a sudden he's going to break out and he's yeah, going to be like. What's the big deal? This big, gregarious, Morales type personality. I, Since, you know, I think. The Dodgers, the Dodgers fans want him to be the guy now. You know, I think it's a start, DeMarco. It's, I think it's the start <laughs> of him changing his his perception. When he was in. Oh, okay. When he was in with the Angels, they he did nothing. Just like Mike Trout didn't do anything. Like, you, don't, you didn't see him out. You that didn't see him counted doing, as something being at a game? Being yes. at a game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, wow. Absolutely. You're out, you're out. And also, he's in the locker room. He's doing social media. He's walking around down on the field. He's showing himself walking around. He's not just sitting in a booth by himself, like in a box somewhere. Yeah. He's actually out and about and going into the locker room, talking to the guys, having social. That's something new for him that we haven't seen in L.A. I actually yet. got a chuckle. Um, it's uh, One of the guys said, you know, this is the first time I've seen a guy that's worth $700 bucks. Because Natani's <laughs> out there, right? Yeah. Like 20 yards away. With Stan Kroenke. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you see the guy every day. That, every that guy. Right. Sure. You know? Billions. Right. Billions. <laughs> yeah. A little bit different. So it was just like, so that counts as something, what he just did. Capping. It just counts as a lot. Oh, I think so. Okay. I think so. And here's why. Wow. Because That's what Trout didn't do? He did nothing. Mike it's, Trout never did that. Not once. No, you know, he no here's have. the thing. Here's the thing, DeMarco. Um, what I think Greg is trying to say is this, is that if Otani would have showed up at a Rams game last night, as an angel, people would have been like, oh, cool, Otani's here. Yeah. But 
because Otani shows up to a Rams game as a Dodger, that is a big deal. People, people cheer him as a Dodger. He is invisible as an angel. That, that is what I think you're trying to say, Greg. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I do think, though, and I, again, I don't want to seem like I'm pouring cold water on something because I don't. I personally would like to know a lot more about Otani's personality. I was at that press conference where it felt like a Super Bowl deal. Like, there were that many people there, and it was that packed in terms of the level of presentation there was there. I kind of want a little bit more of the guy. You know, we learned his dog's name. We learned a couple things, but I, I'm not saying this because he owes it to me as a media member or as a fan, not remotely. I'm just interested in his personality because, hello, that's the kind of person I am, Scott, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and did you see there was a point where he was um, he was sitting in a suite last night and he knew he was on camera and he kind of put his hand in front of his face like yeah. like I'm almost <laughs> cu- like being bashful. Right. You know what I mean? So he's kind of cute. Like, And by the way, when he was with the Angels, he was all right. But now yeah. he's with the Dodgers. He's kind of cute. I'm interested. Wow. I want to know more. It's like a girl gets a new haircut wow. and a new car, and all of a sudden you're interested in her as opposed to before. By the way. Still, still the same person. I signed onto the YouTube, and I, you don't usually look at the chat. I just wanted to see Clinton Yates' drip, and it's mm-hmm. nice. Oh, thank you. But I saw a comment in here. Yeah. I'm sure Otani will be hitting a Laker game sooner than later. Well, first they'd have to win a few for him to show up. He's <laughs> wow. not going to show up while they can't beat any team. Shots after shots, the, man. Banner, the banner reveal. <laughs> yeah, ever since that banner came down, man, it's not some good. Some of us said that they probably shouldn't hang a banner. They should probably just put the trophy in the lobby. I remember that day. By some of us, I mean me. I'm yes. just saying. You, know, you were right. It's just unfortunately, Adam Silver said, hey, you got to put that up so you do what the, what's asked. That's true. I don't you think they got- wanted to put that up. There's no, no part of me thinks that the Lakers are like, yes, can't wait to put this banner up. Can you ever take it down? No, they wouldn't. Well, now you see what they're doing. It's a, it's one banner, and they're yeah, just yeah. going to change the. No, they're just going to put numbers on it. So if they win next year, there'll be a twenty twenty four number underneath it. It's That's like it. what the high school does with sports yeah. they don't care about. A hundred percent. The banner yes. moves. No, no, stays there. They oh. just add, add years to it. Years. Yeah, to like Clinton said, like high school. Oh boy. Right. Um, okay. So Chris, you think Otani wants to come to a Lakers game? Hey. Otani doesn't do bits. That's a good comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does, kind of. His ter- uh, interpreter has a Hacksaw Hamilton haircut. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they does. got the same stylist. Really? I want to interpret for you. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Chris, Chris my- should we ask Otani to come to the 710 suite? Oh, you oh, can. Gosh. That you just don't let up, do you? Idea. You can. I mean, Otani's heard that the, the, uh, the 710 suite's the place to be. <laughs> Is that right? If Otani wants to go to the 710 suite, then Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I mean, Sam Fines will be like, yeah, yeah, let's go. The move here is to work out a relationship with his interpreter, Ipe. That's that's the move here. You know what I mean? Because nothing happens without him. So that's the way to go. I see DeAndre's on the board. Chris, I do have one last question before we before we split here. Yes, he will. What is what is the origin of your costume, your Santa situation? Where'd you first get it and first wear it? And you know what, what's what's well. Let me move this monitor because it's getting the in the way of the drip here. I agree. Um, yeah. yes. We need to see. So to underneath know. we've got the Sunday swagger. Uh, Cappy's got the ugly sweater polo. I've got sure. the lit polo, which okay. makes sense. Yeah. And then I've got the Sunday swagger, the naughty hat. Now this jacket comes goes back to the old morning show days when we first played dress up. We would eventually play dress up more than just Christmas, but that's a different thing. And I, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Demarco? Demarco, do you know what he's saying? Uh, no, he doesn't you want don't? to know. You sure, Demarco? No, no. I'm so good. yeah, that's that's really it. Goes back to the morning show days where I would dress up for two weeks in this outfit and wow. just terrify Keyshawn with mistletoe. <laughs> and I brought the mistletoe today, Demarco. Uh oh, just for you. Oh, poor guy. Uh, well, I was going to no, ask, you, have you ever actually played Santa in a public situation? I haven't. Or even a private which one? is it? Well, no. 
I play more Mrs. Claus in the private, but that's a different thing. Uh, no, I haven't, which is odd, actually. I have the size. I have the personality. Sure. So, I don't know. Okay. I also brought you, candy canes uh, today for DeMarco. No further questions. You brought candy canes for DeMarco? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I, big ones or little ones? I got the little ones yeah. so he can handle it. No, those are the, the regular those size candy, candy canes. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, not like big candy ones. canes. You and got then, him the little ones. And then I got so the, he can handle it. I got the Santa Pez. <laughs> there you go. Santa Pez? Hey, Pez is delicious. I don't care what people say. So okay. what's, it, what's in the other candy canes? We got Skittles and uh, milk chocolate kisses. I didn't know people still Skittles. eat Pez. <laughs> I'll take the Skittles. People don't still eat Pez, DeAndre. People buy Pez, but they don't eat Pez. Do you know where the headquarters of Pez is in, in America? Where? Right outside of New Haven, Connecticut, by Yale University. Really? No way. Didn't yeah, know that. Absolutely. Did you well, know that? You didn't know that? Up for no the rest idea. Of the show. Everybody well, knows a that. A lot of fun and frivolity, like CY. Okay. A lot of nonsense. DeMarco's going to tell us how the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Cappy will <laughs> oh agree, and I won't. And uh, <laughs> then we'll talk about, maybe we'll get into, will the Lakers actually win a game before oh, the new year? Uh, it's looking a little doubtful. Chris. Doubtful? Really? Um, yeah. Look at the look at who they have. They're going to lose to Oklahoma City. One of the better teams in the Western Conference. They're going to lose to the Celtics. One of the better teams, probably the best team in the NBA. They're not going to win very many games coming up. Wow, that is really, pessimistic. really yeah. pessimistic of corporate Greg. I mean, I, aren't they entitled to win these you games? I mean, come downer. on, man. <laughs> it's not downer. What's I'm just wrong with you. <laughs> My God. So, Marco, I mean, are you going to sit this close spunk, to me? Huh? Are you going to sit this close to the entire show? Because I need room to do bits. You mean like this close to you? <laughs> like, it's odd. Like we're going to be the only ones in bits. here, I'm and you're just—I'm making you uncomfortable. Oh, not uncomfortable, but you're just. He needs room to do bits, man. Wow. Okay. He also needs room to hang another banner. Demarco. Scott Kaplan for Craig Bergman and Clayton Yates. It's been Mason in Ireland. Thanks, guys. Have a happy weekend. Take it away, boys.